on today's issue of Homo Superior. Guys, okay, and so I counted up. Um, we said 300, 300 times. That's great. So you better perfect. Have, yeah, you really counted. Oh no! my god! Oh. Wait, I'm dead now of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's our 300th episode. What if us came out uh, straight during this podcast? Would we still all say gay? Yeah, sure. Yeah? Four out of five. Close enough. I mean, you had- I've got things to say. (laughs) 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 You had a good enough run as a gay person. I'm not changing the channel. Exactly. So welcome to Homo Superior, where 300 never looks so gay. Issue 300. I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. And this week, we're skipping MCU Next TV and comic issues because we've got a jam-packed episode. We've got X-Men Assembled. We've got a mailbag for mail fags. We've got what if <laughs> scenarios. We get a review of Uncanny X-Men number 300, some current news, and as always, our plug me daddy. You got to drink every time we say 300. And yeah. uh, this you is the episode it. where you die. <laughs> my, my liver just like. I'm just going to whisper 300 behind every single thing people say. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, first, some housekeeping. Yeah. Damn. All right. So we've got a special extra episode covering. The Uncanny Experience, where most of us went uh, uh, there in Minneapolis. We got to dish on all the amazing things we saw and experienced. I was there whispering in the background 300. Yeah. You were. You know? you You're drink. like the ghost of Clark Whitehead there. Uh, but yeah, check it out. All right. Well, let's move on to our X-Men Oh, yeah, we that's should. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, we're in the final week of that whole thing. 300 episodes and we still don't know how to transition. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if we did that now. <laughs> All right. This is called X-Men Assembled. Uh, on Wednesday the 27th, our 16 category winners are going to be separated into two groups of eight. Uh, and hopefully they're actually not going to be some landslide kind of thing. Who knows? And uh, we're going to get the final winner of the eight-person eight squad. Which one will we be stuck with for at least the next year and have to figure out what we're doing with it? Who knows? Um, but first, a rundown of last week. We had uh, final four heats for a couple of battles. The heat number two, the, they were Doug defeating Self Soul Friend Warlock, dust, Dusting Surge, Sunspot sending Feral to the litter box, and Mamamax <laughs> slightly out freak showing the made up character Squirrel Guard <laughs> and his flying motorcycle. I'm really sad that. Squirrel Guard didn't win. I will talk about something uh, in a minute. I, I am also glad that you threw in the New York Post style, like, shitty Dust, sports. Dusted. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we can add two more to the heat um, of 18% insta-losers. For some reason, we had four people lose by 18 uh, with 18% Uh-oh. in this heat alone. It was very strange. Kate Havoc and now Farrell and Surge all lost with 18% of the vote. I mean, rightfully. I don't quite know how that happened. I don't know if there was is some weird AP 18% sympathy vote that people tr- people try to have like a threshold for. What if it's the same 18 people, that <laughs> <it's> <laughs> 18% <laughs> of people that yeah. really enjoy yeah, this. Yeah, what if it's like the uh, you know, the age 24 for, you know, different s- musicians that that's what how they I thought go. it was 27. They, whatever, 27. When they all die. Yeah, 27. That is that is th- yeah, but, but everybody you, who was 18, voting who yeah. who got that eighty percent are dead now. Well, that's not what I meant, but okay. <laughs> well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. So as I just said, I'm very proud that Squirrel Guard got forty six percent of that vote for the uh, character that that's never kind of existed. Amazing. Thank God. Well, he's Ryan. Such Ra- great Ryan, work. you were the only one who didn't vote for him, so shut up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, maybe uh, so you know my intentions. I mentioned this to them s- somewhat, but. I can announce that Homo Superior, the five of us, are going to be voting two losing characters. So remember I said there was eight per, per team. Now there's nine per team. 
We're going to bring two back in buybacks, which Brian, I mean, uh, excuse me, Adam always loves a buyback, Thanks. where two yeah, characters return. Buyback. A fair back. When two <laughs> characters return to a tournament after fucking a bunch of people without condoms. <laughs> uh, the one I rule, love his prep work here. The one rule of this whole thing is that these characters that get buybacks have to have at least 45% in order to make it work. Got it. So, ten, excuse me, 11 characters made that threshold. That are they are multiple man, apocalypse, squirrel guard, bishop, banshee, frenzy, karma, boom boom, and glob, plus the mess messiness that was Colossus and Warpath. All of them got forty percent, forty five percent or more on Good one of them. Twitter or Instagram. So, hey, we're gonna uh, we're not fully and these voting. These numbers are canon now, guys. So they are. I mean, I literally, I've been, I've been, my list for all this stuff went from five pages on our uh, our drive to sixteen pages. Jeez. I've been going through everything and tabulating all sorts of shit. Anyways, uh, so don't g you guys don't fully tell me what your voting orders are going to be, but are you excited for some of your characters to return, including Brent, who lost both of his characters? Mm. I don't think. Look, characters like Glob, Herman, they're a dark horse candidate. Even still, they yeah. are not. <laughs> I don't. You they don't, don't know how the five of us are going to who five of us are going to bring back. But there were some ones that I thought, you know, maybe they deserve a second chance, and I do put Multiple Man in that category. So uh, we're going to be able to vote for two of the 11, and then we'll... No, what we're going to do, and I'm just going to mention it right after this, Okay. and oh. I guess I should just say it now. Yeah, how are we going to do it? Let's <laughs> uh, get out there. I, hear, I also want to hear people's I might have actually delayed that. Anyways, what we're going to do is we're going to do rank voting. So there's okay. 11 characters. Number the Our number one gets 10 points down to zero. I want tweets. Mm. I want None of Instagram us are going to know what the other one does, because I don't want someone to be like, oh, he put it five, so I'll put this guy 10, so we really yeah. fuck up the order. I want to be influenced by the crowd, though. I really so want to get some these No, no, no. This is us. Th this th is us, Adam. We've been influenced and by the crowd I the last three weeks. I don't make decisions without people telling me what to do, and I'll I want to hear what our social media <laughs> channels no, okay. think of these characters. Adam, no, this is what the whole thing was. All of the votes are showing us what they want, and that's 45% of the fucking population. Suck my dick. <laughs> you know, 45% of the population. I'm going to write just boom, boom on my dick and send it to you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 10 I inches, right? I don't like any of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to boom, boom. No, but it'll do it with a razor blade. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, God, that's going to be rough. Keep moving, Clark. Do you get, like, scabs on your dick if you cut it? Yes. Yes! Continue. <laughs> I don't know. I've never experienced that. Me neither, but I think you do. It, you, All get, right, so you get scabs on your skin if you cut it. Does your dick have skin? Yes, uh, you get maybe. scabs. Your dick has skin? No shit. Neosporin. Neosporin will help with those. Okay, so finals are happened. We've got four finals done and dusted now. Uh, Storm blew Jean's wig off, and Magneto sucked. I don't even know why I just said Magneto sucked uh, uh, Exodus off and then threw him out a window. <laughs> but I did. But I like it. And yeah. both were both lost by approximately two to one. The queers were nail biters, with Richter besting Tempo and Northstar beating Shatterstar on Twitter by literally one vote. Uh, and, and Shooty Stabby, Cable, and Forge were in a dead heat all day until Forge took the night shift and literally just like got 30 more votes than him. I don't you're know welcome. how that worked out. I'm kidding. You just you're up on Instagram all night creating new Instagram accounts. Yeah, I mean that's me. Uh, meanwhile, Lara demolished her sort of brother nephew, Dokken slash Fang. And currently we're voting right now, but you guys won't be here to hear it because we've already finished it <laughs> by that point for tomorrow's listeners. Uh, it's Quanon versus Emma Frost and Magic versus Madeline. Magic and Emma Frost are murdering the both of them, so that's those are who's gonna win. Um, so with Madeline out, every single Summer in Grey is gone. All seven of them, Madeline, Cyclops, Hope, Rachel, Havoc, Jean, and Cable, just out of the picture. We're going to wow. have a whole new world. 
And summer's over, I guess, right? That now they get the follow backs. <laughs> oh no, what's that chill in the air? Yeah. <laughs> so it, did, any of this, did, did any of this surprise you? Are you bummed, excited by any of these as they turned out? These it's finals? all as I planned. <laughs> a real mastermind over here. All the summers and grays losing is a very interesting I, it, stat for sure. I thought more people enjoyed them. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, this voting is happening as we're recording and will likely be done by the time this episode comes out. But I'm shocked that Madeline's not getting more love versus Magic. Maybe it's just me. It's well, wasn't that one of the first comics you read? So maybe yeah, it might have been. <laughs> I think that historically, um, Magic has kind of subsued so much of Madeline's story. She sued so many people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she had the Limbo storyline, and she was in charge of that. And she's just had years and years of Magic versus Madeline, who had. She was gone so long. She probably had a three years of yeah, four years of magical true. history. That's true. This makes you wonder about the transitivity of liking different characters. Like I might like Scott more than I like Jean, and I like mm-hmm. Emma more than I like Scott. But does that mean I like Emma more than I like Jean? Yeah, no, it's true. And that like what matters a lot is the way that these are originally seated. Brian had um, <laughs> you had your bishop slash cable slash forge thing. Mm-hmm. Explain all, that time, all three of them all at once. time traveling pieces of shit. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> like any of them, but Forge I kind of hope to. What? what? Forge, Forge is not. But we just know f- di- he, we know Forge in the future and Bishop's future. He's always got a finger future. on a time machine somewhere. You know and what I mean? My asshole. <laughs> That's what you call your asshole. I love yeah, that. It is. I, yeah. So you chose Forge over. I I think magic. Bishop, but then you chose Cable over Bishop too. But then you chose Cable over Forge. Yes. Um, I think Magic does so well because she's sort of a lesbian icon, too. So I think, like, fans yeah, just really that's like... That's true. She, she's so great. We've seen so much cosplay of her. Like, she's she's just phenomenal. Those bangs. Those bangs. Bangs for days. Someone yeah. commented on our... Not our thread, but whatever, that um, he's mad that uh, Madeline lost because of the fact that he made have she made havoc dressed the way he did. Uh, did. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the main reason he voted for Madeline oh my God. Prior. That I was me who said that. Yeah. yeah, I love that pettiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so the final thing is that um, we're currently. Oh, no, excuse me, uh, folks. Categories f- finals finish on the twenty fifth. On the twenty sixth is my break when I need to do all this fucking editing and decide which characters are going to do which kind of thing. And then on the twenty seventh, it's uh, nine member teams, blue and gold. You guys can figure out which one we're going to fucking win, and then we're going to. R- Show this what the show what the case is. We're gonna reveal it on the podcast on the twenty eighth, but you won't know it because it releases on the 29th. So so make sure you penciled that down. Yeah. Uh, Well, you gotta find out. Yeah. I mean, I'll be post it like I usually do, so you're gonna see it no matter what. Thank you for doing all this work. Yeah. um, You've been really uh, like on when you guys see those fucking board with like (laughs) red strings. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm Charlie Day. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Because it's our 300th uh, issue, we decided that we wanted to open up that that big old mailbag for us male fags. (laughs) So we decided to take questions uh, from you. Uh, Clark's straight now, though, remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still calling you a faggot. <laughs> yeah. Is there a, like a sound cue or anything for this? Uh, yeah, hold on one second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds uh, like a bird is fluttering that's around. That's good. That's that, the sound of a letter opening. That's the Listeners, sound of, of a... <laughs> you don't want to see what he did to that manila uh, folder. <laughs> that was uh, fun. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, so we. So we're just putting your dick in that folder. That's what that sound was. Oh, the it paper cuts. No. Oh, oh no, I got Nia's thorn in my pocket. I steal uh, it. I hate it. They, oh, call, they call me old scabby dick. Oh. <laughs> All right. So these are questions from Twitter, Instagram, uh, or questions that people just shot into us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our first question is uh, from Twitter, Josh Lank. What's a character that each of you never cared for or thought much about, but have now really enjoyed in the Krakoan era? It's a good question. I've got two. I've got Sage and I've got Jean because they are both strong women that are just fucking shit up. And underrated characters. They are. I really mean, they are. Jean, the <laughs> underrated character. They're underrated. <laughs> no, no, that no was, it wasn't underrated. It was never a character cared you for. never cared for. I never cared for. Oh, you, you never you cared for Jean? questions, babes. Um, no, the. I heard it, babes. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're a character I never cared for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really enjoying Ryan during this Krakoa era. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Jean Grey and Sage are definitely top of mind for me right now. Uh, Sink didn't give a shit about him, and then oh, that's a good one. He really like he. It feels like a mainstay now for me that I, I want to see his uh, gorgeous jackets every single day. I mean, those are more important to me than Sage. I mean, not Sage. At Sage too. Uh, Sink. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm, he doesn't have a personality. You just love to me. fucking technical. Doesn't have coats. a personality at all. Uh, mine is Exodus. He went from like just a nothing a character one. to like just f- fleshed out, weird, interesting, gay. Uh, mine is Grey Crow. Uh, we haven't seen Ooh. much of him lately, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like he was so good in Hellions, like really kind of having a redemptive arc. I, uh, I I just a character I never cared about was just like you know like just a kind of a really kind of vicious bad guy before in the original Marauders, but I like what they did with him and uh, what Zeb did with him in Hellions. Yeah, this is probably more a, a statement about my knowledge of characters, but uh, because my experience was with this character in the limited issues of the episodes of X-Men, the animated series, mm-hmm. Mr. Sinister uh, has just like oh, so much one. more oh, interesting. Yeah. In this era. He's more fleshed out than ever. Yeah. I think having him feel like he's got more motivation, having him feel like he's like super campy and queer. Uh, every time he's on a panel, like, Every writer has basically gotten his voice right. Yeah. And I think he's been fantastic. Do you think it's um, some of the characterization behind his cape as well? <laughs> yeah. It's the tassels and the <laughs> amount that right. he cares about those. And nobody said her, but I think the right answer is Quanon. Ooh. Ooh. She went from literally nothing, nothing. to no one cared about I, it all to being uh, so shit, important. I should have I take back my answer. Like, I, think I think that's Quanon. literally the best answer. Uh, she was yeah. being used like a weekends at Bernie situation <laughs> before. <laughs> She's been a corporation. So, yeah. And before yeah. that, she was literally just the person that was body swapped. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, gone yeah. to the point where we don't like Betsy right. because Quanon took up so it's much amazing. the story that Betsy or the the the, the, the Nis that we all liked from Toad. That is the right answer. Um so this question comes from uh Anarchy Hamster. Uh do you think we will ever get Deadpool's daughter hanging with the X-Men? Would love to see her and Honey Badger hang out together. Did we ever find out what happened to his daughter after the Sentinel showed up at her home? I didn't know Deadpool Not had a daughter. Really. She was in that dream sequence. I don't remember that dream sequence. No, because that got dropped. Everything that ever happens in Deadpool gets dropped with the next it's creator. Really sad. Every yeah. single time. Every single romantic interest gets dropped immediately. We, I so looked it up. And we haven't, uh, we've had no follow-up with her. Yeah. Um, it would like to. I would like to see her though with like Honey Badger or so, someone like a younger hero. I think that would be fun. So the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we will. Yeah. Or Anarchy Hamster. I'm sorry. Sorry, but Thank good question. You. Love yeah. to see her. If you see her, tell us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we said hi. Uh, so some questions from Instagram. Uh, this is from Tim Harkin. 
What do you think of the advantages and disadvantages of the X characters living in the MCU world? So the advantages are we get to see uh, within this greater Marvel universe that we have loved for the last 15 years, we get to see these characters fully realized. Hopefully they will be better than their 20th Century Fox counterparts. My disadvantages are that they will be diluted uh, and or completely altered a la Star-Lord as one example. Mm. Uh, And uh, I don't think the MCU will get the just the inherent queerness of the X-Men, especially in the Krakoan era. Yeah, that's I think great. advantages are uh, th- if they put in the money for the CGI, their powers are going to look cool, cool as fucking mm-hmm. shit. Yes. But Finally. a disadvantage is that because they're movies, it's much, much harder to have a family dynamic, uh, as we've seen from like the Eternals, that there's just so many characters to balance Content. in a two-hour-long movie that you're not going to get the same feel that you might say if it, the investment was put into a TV show. My advantage is the moment they interact with the rest of the MCU, you are going to get such a surge of like uh, excitement. is going to be in it? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no. no, but like such a surge of excitement and you're going to feel like it's all actually connected for the first time mm-hmm. ever. And the disadvantages, as soon as they show up, they're going to go, like for a hot second, you're going to be like, that's dumb. Yeah, Yeah. stop it. Why would you say that? (laughs) But they've already done, they've like, they fed yeah, that yeah, no one, we all no one, masturbated no one that shit. Yeah, yeah, Professor X no showed up any on of those shows. fucking John Deere tractor. <laughs> 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 I do. It's definitely going to serve as a content reboot for. Like, I do feel like that they they're going to probably fast track or overthink how to get them in and hopefully get them in successfully. Because to me, that is the reboot opportunity. Since we know the MCU is kind of plateaued. Yeah. They just need something very fresh and Oh yeah, this is going to make them a shit ton of money in 6 years. Yeah, we got to just hold out for it. But yeah, I think all the disadvantages make sense. I think again with the your they again even with the uncanny experience we went to this weekend, it is so bankable on the main stars that like mm-hmm. the fact you wouldn't see Rogue or Gambit or Psy- like it's going to be a real hard sell to be like, "No, we'll start with all new X, you know, like finding the people that the gremlins that everybody loves." Most people don't love them. They want to see fucking yeah, I don't know what they'll do. giant people on screen. Yeah. Uh, Give me my, giants. My, <laughs> one of my disadvantages giant would stars. have been um, the fact that before, before last year, Marvel Comics and the MCU were under the same umbrella, and they are no longer under the same umbrella with Disney. So they, the zeit, not zeitgeist, what oh. should I say? The synergy between the, synergy, the two yeah. um, won't be as exhaustingly obnoxious oh. as them turning the uh, Guardians into just that Wiener Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 and changing all the characters' hey. personalities they over. Haven't used that as a team name. Yeah, the so Wiener Squad. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the Wiener Squad. All right. Uh, <laughs> this question is from Snickton Thwips. We're changing our name to the Wiener Squad. Uh, from Snickton Thwips. Uh, What's your favorite X-Men story of all time? Short run for me, but I gotta say that Hox Pox is Mm. just incredible. I love it so much. I just love it so much. It makes me feel things in a way that's like exciting. Uh, It's Eva Destruction for me, which is why I'm (laughs) what-ifing it today. (laughs) Now, Age of Apocalypse is just, I'm gonna stick to it. I'm never gonna read it again, so I have nostalgia in my brain. (laughs) Uh, I enjoy the Messiah Complex thing. That's a great one. I love that Yeah, I like the three stories. The second one stop but like the like I oh, think second coming yeah, the sec- yeah, yeah like yeah. all that together was just such a fun uh second coming is tough <laughs> but well you know like if you expend everything on your first run or arc it's tough you know baby i always forget the name of my favorite kaylin what is it 
the oh, oh, the extinction agenda. Yeah, extinction agenda. Oh, oh, but what I should forget? really say is that the uh, inv- uh, X-Men in, uh, X-Factor Investigations is my actual favorite co- uh, comic. So the one I'm going to go with is the run-up to Wolfsbane having that really fucked up demon child. Oh, yeah. Right up until then. All, yeah. And then and then, uh, then she vomits him out of her mouth. And that's how, oh. like, <laughs> gods give birth. Wolf Good gods choice. are, yeah. you know. Uh, mine is actually Hoxpox as well, but since Brent already said it, I'm going to say Grant Morrison's uh, initial run, E for Extinction. Oh, yeah, I you think love that. E for Extinction is such, like, it was such a breath of fresh air when it came out, so I love it very much. All right, this is a question from Dante Rodriguez, who we met at the Uncanny Experience. Hey, faggots. First-time <laughs> listener, first-time caller here. Uh, during the first Krakoan age, mutants were able to request modifications upon resurrection, uh, i.e. Quentin Quire. Why do you think Charles never chose to get his hair back? And if each of you could modify something up about yourselves upon resurrection, what would you? My choose? hair would be my hair. My hair. Charles is a fucking idiot. <laughs> Not your fucking personality. Asshole. I would ask for a smaller penis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would just, I would just want twenty twenty vision, but I would still probably. St- Still wear glasses, like I think, because that's you how would wear glasses, you yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, they, I don't need these. It's like Harry Potter; he doesn't actually need them. Why did you like, describe the like grotto? <laughs> I don't need these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's my voice. Uh, that no, yeah, probably that. What about you, Clark? I would say like a moderately less bipolar brain. I still wanted to <laughs> be. I still wanted to be a bit wrong, so it gives me personality. But I, I don't want. It to affect how Don't fucked up perfection. and unhealthy Clark. I am. I thought you were going to say moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. <laughs> I, I want more of that. In fact. I need severe plaque psoriasis. Uh, for me, I'm going to be pretty basic. I just wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I were baller. Baller. I, I yeah. think I would actually choose, if I could, to have like my sense of smell improved. So that uh, I can like do you be have better. a bad sense of smell? Well, no, it's just okay. I just would like it to be for better. For a palate. For like tasting things, yeah. yeah. All right, this is a question from uh, our friend Jason. It's the final, it's the final, the series finale r- slash run of the X-Men. Of your life. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> Wait, what? The podcast? How do you end the franchise? Oh. How do you end the X-Men if it was like, we're canceling this forever? Like, are there any couples that you think you'd want to pair off? Like, does Storm get with Wolverine? I was about to say, that's something Storm I'd like to Wolverine. see. Yeah, I would see, like, some pairings off. Um, just the world eventually being like, you know what? We're all mutants, We're fine really. With that. Uh, that would be nice. Um, seeing some of uh, the younger generation turn past the age of 17, ah. I would love to see anal 40 years in the future maybe turn to 18. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think you'd have to do a time skip, and I think you'd still leave a lot of stuff open. So yeah. I think even with like we, Wolverine and Storm, it's still a will they won't they? Maybe they're closer together, but I want you want to be able to. I would hope give the ability for branched fan fiction type stuff and people to keep it alive. It's so uh, closing everything. They've done the X Men the end before, yeah, um, which was horrible. Interesting. Let's say Not that. Good. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Because they were just trying to close out a lot of gaps, and so they, they would just murder a lot of people. So just seeing everyone's power um, help the world or mm. help maybe the universe, greater universe, would be really fun. So Iceman and someone else pair up to like actually provide some sort of good to the greater world. Because I think ultimately like their power should represent a nice thing that... Yeah. We're we're putting out in the earth. That that sounds like X Men First Strike to me that Steve Orlando did. 
Oh yeah, that one issue that was really good and actually yeah, showed that them is the most like being creating helping, like that's helping what people. Would yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's where they should. Go. Meanwhile, the first thing I thought of was just the multiverse blowing up. And everyone just oh, okay. Yeah. And then our our multiverse blows up, so we don't actually <laughs> have to read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that a dark is, ending. That's yeah, the best I love that. I, I love the chaotic, like cutting off Blob's head. He sucks. Yeah. No, I, none of that happened. Literally, the planet just blows up and nothing. And then we also. Blow. I yeah. would go uh, quite far in the future, and so you get to see like the descendants of the X Men that uh, characters that we know and love right now. And they've like gone out to like different parts of the solar system, mm. different parts of the galaxy, maybe even other galaxies, and you kind of just see where they've where they all sort of end up. And uh, I just like the idea of stories continuing that way, and um, it never really ends. The end is that Kitty wakes up in bed and she like stretches, and then she goes to the shower and Colossus yes. is oh. in, and he just goes, oh, "You're not." You're alive. I thought it turns out she's an autistic boy that has a. Um, <laughs> no, 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 she wakes up with uh, Bob Newhart, who's her husband. <laughs> At the end of New Heart. Yeah, see, I thought it would be that, uh, that was a great you'd ending. slowly yeah. pan on Charles Xavier and then it would cut to black. Uh, oh, oh, well, uh, Journey's <laughs> playing, right? Yeah. Na, 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 na. yeah. Uh, okay, so two more quick questions if you guys want to do yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, these are from my, these are from, uh, this one is from my brother, Chris. Uh, what is an opinion you've stated that you've gone 180 degrees on? Brent, why don't you start? That's mine. Brent's starting. Uh, <laughs> that. I, I was hoping that you guys would start. Okay. Um, I, I know one for you already. What? Winter Soldier. That's correct. Yeah. I did not like that movie until oh. Kalen berated me into a great that it was <laughs> On <great>. podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, I just don't, I didn't like uh, that kind of spy drama, but I think it's fantastic. Uh, I will go next. I, you know, because we started with Guggenheim's run, this podcast, uh, doing it, when he was doing X-Men Gold, <laughs> I him. have, no, 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 no. It has made me look more fondly at Chuck Austin's run because at least Chuck mm-hmm. Austin was trying something new and different even though it didn't work most of the time. Or any. <laughs> Mine, I'm going to decide. It wasn't really for real, but finding out Rosenberg saying that none, like the entire run that we started reading, the whatever, re, whatever era, was only a placeholder until... Hickman. Yeah, like literally, they knew they only had three years right. on this, so they just said, "Fuck it, we'll do whatever." Resurrection era. Resurrection. None of it was good, but at least they didn't care that it was purposely not important. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I think my one—it's more recent. It's actually the wedding of uh, Tony Stark and Emma Frost. I feel like when that was coming up, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm like, "Okay, it kind of makes sense to me." Mm. It's kind of character-driven, but uh, Apocalypse. I thought he was the dumbest villain yeah, ever yeah. and mm. maybe this is also for the Kirk Cohen era like whatever but like uh he seems like a fully fleshed out villain that feels as real as Magneto now yeah um so like I was wrong for hating him forever but not for hating Cable continue I think I think mine <laughs> would probably be I had a lot more criticism of the writers of comic issues and now I blame the editors when things go wrong. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not wrong, though. I blame the artist, yeah. though, yeah. Well, that's true. Every time, <laughs> every time I've ho- heard a back... The colorist, yeah. Every time I've heard a backstory about what an issue was supposed to be and how it was yeah. hobbled yes. for whatever reason, I'm like, yeah. that sounds great. There, well, there's the MCU as well. Why didn't I get that? They're doing a lot of back work. Like, they have to explain a lot up front Shared and do it in a simplified yeah. way, which is very hard for yeah. established characters. All right, this is a question from my brother, Sam. Uh, that's right. I have more than one brother. Uh, if two superheroes created an offspring, what would be the most catastrophic pairing? 
And I, I, I mean, obviously, you could pick any MCU characters, but Jesus maybe Christ. starting with uh, Galactus and the Watcher. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, who's uh, who? Oh, who's giving birth? I was gonna say Galactus and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my money's on. That's a C-section, clearly. <laughs> oh Wait, which way did you think it was going? <laughs> <laughs> my money's on uh, Franklin Richards and Death. Okay. He's a minor, first of all. Well, he's like aged. The, no, there. Uh, the first of all, there's the older I, version I, I, of him. Yeah, I guess in I, the imagine, other I imagine. I oh, imagine okay. they're all of legal consenting age. Okay, all right. And, I'm talking right now. And I also don't this think is in the future. I think. And yeah. gender doesn't matter. Like you can any and sexuality. I, okay, okay, I right, would yeah. say Phoenix and. Um, uh, Loki, but they already fucked. Or not Loki. Um, Odin. 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 They already fucked though. Yeah, yeah. but that yeah, was. I guess. I mean, Awful. it depends. Like, what is your success? What are you calling catastrophic? Is Thor catastrophic? <laughs> Clark, yeah, what but do you that's think? not actually his mother. They changed that like literally six months after that. What's yeah. your answer, Clark? Now Polaris and Havoc. Again. <laughs> that would actually. <laughs> 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 My answer is very upsetting, and I, I the first thing I thought of, so I'm not going to say. Squirrel guard. <laughs> squirrel guard. Yeah. With squirrel guard and the motorcycle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought it was just squirrel guard. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I've got one. Uh, uh, Loki and Mephisto, because that child would be demonic and devious, and just you could not trust them. Loki take Mephisto. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I love that. <laughs> All right, so that's been our mailbag. Uh, we'll probably that do that. Fun. We'll do that again. That Thank you fun. all for your questions. Yeah, uh, good except, questions. Except for my siblings. Yep. All right, uh, to, to tell, celebrate our momentous occasion, we wanted to take a look back at some of the major momentous occasions from X-Men history and put a homo superior spin on them, a.k.a. take someone else's idea, slightly improve upon it, or maybe make it worse. Uh, so we're going to play What If One Pivotal Moment Changed During a Major Storyline. Um, you know, how would that affect the uh, the outcome? What would the X-Men lore look like in the new timeline? So each of us, all five of us, took a different event, changed at least one major aspect, and created a new timeline. And uh, since this was my idea, uh, I'm going to go first. I picked Mutant Massacre. So Mutant Massacre uh, is where the Marauders head to the Morlock Tunnels, kill off hundreds of Morlocks. They're stopped by the X-Men and the newly formed X-Factor, who suffer their own casualties. Nightcrawler and Colossus are badly hurt. Kitty Pride gets stuck in her face form, and Archangel gets crucified, which leads to his wings getting amputated, which makes uh, turns him into Archangel eventually. Oh, and Magneto, who is currently the headmaster of the New Mutants, gets courted by the Hellfire Club to become their new White King. So, my what if is, what if all of the X-Men and X-Factor were killed by the Marauders? So, here's what happens. Magneto, who's been long conspiring with Moira McTaggart and Charles Xavier, takes the New Mutants to face Kitty Pride and the inner circle of the Hellfire Club to Muir Island. Moira, who's lived nine previous lives, tells Magneto that Krakoa and Arako can't happen without Cyclops, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Storm, Iceman, Beast, and the others. They need to resurrect the massacred mutants for that to happen. The only problem is that they need the five to do the resurrection pro- process, and they only currently have Proteus and Elixir, who are mutants. Um, Egg, Tempest, and most importantly, Hope haven't manifested their mutant abilities, or in Hope's case, even been born yet. Uh, and Hope only becomes the mutant messiah after decimation, which is caused by Scarlet Witch saying, no more mutants in House of M. Moira knows that trying to engineer House of M is too unpredictable because of chaos magic, but she can cause decimation another way. She convinces Magneto to use his influence with the Hellfire Club to accelerate Project Wide Awake, telling him that this is part of the greater good and that the ends justify the means. Under Magneto's leadership and Moira's guidance, Sebastian Shaw and Celine work with Trask Industries to create thousands of Nimrods to decimate the mutant population down to a select 198 hoping that this will spark the birth of hope. Convenient. 
<laughs> Emma Frost, <laughs> Kitty Pride, who is now going by the code name Apparition, and the New Mutants want no part of this. They team up with Rachel Summers, Forge, and Mystique's Brotherhood slash Freedom Force to create a brand new team of X-Men. They know they need Professor X, who is nursing his wounds on Chandelar and Shi'ar space, to stop Moira and Magneto's scheme. The only New Mutant that doesn't go with them is Doug Ramsey, who is coerced to stay. Moira needs him to talk to, uh, to Krakoa into being the homeland of the resurrected mutant race. Forge creates a new X-Jet that allows them to travel to Chandelar. They convince Charles to come back with them. They come back, but it's way too late. Most of the mutant population has been killed by the Nimrods. Hope is born. And Moira and Magneto compel Mr. Sinister to clone her, age her up, and give her false memories of time traveling with Cable and being hunted by Bishop. Her powers unleash the mutant gene, resulting in a bunch of new mutants manifesting their powers, including Egg and Tempest. Uh, the five now exist and can resurrect the massacred mutants on Krakoa, which is led by a quiet council that includes Magneto, Sebastian Shaw, Selene, and Mr. Sinister. The new X-Men, led by Apparition, reject the Krakoan Age, and they form an alliance with a proto-Orcus that fights the Quiet Council. Thus begins the House Divided of X. Ooh. Okay. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Can you summarize that? <laughs> can, can you like, what is the broad brushstroke? Because that was a lot. Wait, what uh, was it? What was the bi- what if? What if was mutant massacre that the X Men and X Factor die in the Morlock tunnels? Oh. Yes. So okay, they so get killed left? off. Basically, Moira needs them to live for Krakoa to happen. This yes. is part of her machinations. She has so to you, bring so about resurrection in a different way. But you need decimation before you can have resurrection. So you're. <clears throat> basically just saying like what what is happening current day so they need to pay to get to that point they get to, so to yeah, get so to that point yeah gotcha. okay. and that's how it di- that's how the timeline <laughs> diverged mm. and this is how it happened and you have a team of x-men that calling themselves the x-men that are rejected krakoa because the ends don't justify the means i like i do like the house divided <laughs> the house of x divided <laughs> the or divided or x divide, of dividing of the, the, of the yeah. house I guess, of x. Yeah. I guess my like I would just like to read the next steps <laughs> of yeah. it. Yeah, I I, I want to write more. Like That's as, as, thing, as, yeah. as, as, as I was writing, I was like, oh my god, and there's more, and there's more, and you I need to bring in Mr. Sinister. It, yeah. It's yeah. interesting that you took in the current day like comic so much with like uh, a comic that's so in the past. Uh, because you have to factor that in, right? Because we have to get where we are currently, yeah. especially with like our current timeline. Uh. Yeah, it's I like a fun version, a different version of like what is it, the House of ninety two, where it was just like, oh, yeah. know, what what would you do if this stuff like kind of yeah, a little bit So like you that. were just kind of taking in and going down that. I specifically love that you did one ninety eight again. <laughs> yeah, right. when in doubt, one ninety eight. Yeah. You did because hit Moira all. The, you did hit all yeah. the highlights. She does. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Brent, I think you're up next. Okay, <clears throat> so what, uh, take me back. My event <laughs> is not that far in the past. It's Age of X Men. Like two years ago. Uh, yeah. It was a crossover a crossover event where Nate Gray, he created an alternate universe for mutants to inhabit, where all people were mutants. Uh, the X-Men were defenders of the people, and uh, mutant kind had to deal with the reality where they won. They're, they are, you know, everything is paradise, even if it was fake. So um, I guess just to, like, remind you of stuff that happened in this, because uh, I had forgotten this, uh, there was the amazing Nightcrawler, yep. where Nightcrawler was an actor. That's right. And uh, Kylan was in it yeah, for some reason. Yeah, he yeah, had a yeah. daughter. Um, it had uh, Next Gen, where Glob Herman was a hero for the first time. Oh, and he had his chickens. <laughs> he had his chickens, and so whenever they wanted to be chickens. ominous, they would put Glob Herman with the chickens, chickens. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Uh, they had the extremists, where the Gestapo police force uh, that Fred and 
Betsy Braddock were in, uh, they fall in love. Oh, Fred Dukes. I Fred was like, Dukes, who the fuck's yeah. Fred? Yeah. Um, they had Apocalypse of the Extracts, where a teen Apocalypse was like leading a group of revolutionaries. Um, it was a mess. Oh, also, it had the Uncanny X Men issues 11 through 22, where all the mutants who are still on Earth are trying to cope with this, right. the leftovers moment. Mm. And Rain. Wolfsbane was killed off screen in issue 17. Weirdest Awful. fucking issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hated the I'm art. laving. And then they the art was tough at that <laughs> And like on this park bench. Yeah. Uh, super terrible. Uh, okay. So in the age of X-Men, memories slowly creep into the minds of the X-Men. That, and there are others who just can't accept that they're in this like static uh, utopia. So, like, various teams discover Nate Gray's scenario, uh, scheme, and they try and get him to return to things as they were. Uh, but what if Nate's plan wasn't to trap the X-Men in paradise? Uh, what if the plan was to make them think they were ter- returning to a grittier reality, but it was still a utopia of his making? So what if his plan was to give X-Men the Krakoan era? So it's kind of similar to Kalen. I'm a hack. Uh, <laughs> we did not know each other's plans, by the way. There are some major story There's beats. Go- I think Krakoa is going to show up a lot yeah. in all of our what <laughs> <laughs> Not in mine. Not in mine. Mine is not. I have a little bit. So, like, there's some <laughs> major story beats that are similar. Like, basically, all the politicking, the world building is the same. Not everyone's on board with the mutants, but a bunch of people are willing to go along with them for the medical stuff. Um, so, where it's. I'm starts- into medical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, where it differs is that in Age of X Men, Nate has, like, He's created all these fake mutants uh, who are sentient and uh, real people, I guess, but get destroyed when he does. Um, In this version, he's taken a bunch of real people and just incorporated them into his world. Rather than creating like a whole fictional thing, he's focused on trying to keep this false memory that Krakoans have like built a country for themselves. Um, One of the people that he has brought in is Ben Urich, or Ulrich, which is it? Ben Urich. Urich. Ben Urich, who is told that the mutants have the resurrection, but actually that makes him more suspicious because you can't resurrect people. That's fucking crazy. So he, like, digs further and realizes that the world that he and everyone else is living in is a fake version of reality to put mutants on top. Mm. Um, So Axe Judgment Day, for example, is actually Nate Gray kind of testing out to see how much the X-Men are willing to defend the current world and the world they're living in. Um, So there's like factions that form about what to do once they learn this is a fake world. Um, uh, So some want to stay, some want to leave, but this world does grant the X-Men and all mutants immortality. Um, But also they get to keep that challenge and feeling like they're improving a real world for real people. Or because there's some part of it that is fundamentally not true, they could give it up. My question for you guys is, who do you think falls on what side of keeping the world versus not? So, like, Storm was very much against uh, Nate Gray's view in Age of X-Men. Nightcrawler was on his side and said, like, no, let's keep this. Let's keep this utopia. I think it's uh, probably... Similar to like the resist people, so like the people that are resisting the current thing mm. through Krakoa, I think that that would probably be the people that are resisting this sort of like utopia because they realize 
this isn't it can't be perfect like this i guess what i yeah your question's a good one and then but i do think you know with sins of sinister having already split at least the people that stayed alive on it uh what do you f- now a question for you brent <laughs> what do you feel like is in this universe how is it because sins of sinister was basically like a dystopia this is a utopia so well, it's a, it's, it's, a it's like utopia. it's like a semi utopia. <laughs> I just mean like because that, you get, that, that fundamentally delicious, change yeah. the decision making that people want to have because they know like when you're in hell on earth, it's really hard to go. I'm gonna stay here, where and like you could say it's all this history and whatever. But like if you're like oh the other place is better, but if you learn the other place is worse, I feel like most of the characters, especially given the hardships, like dying on a bench like poor rain she would probably say i'll stay here i can't do an irish i mean no no she was well you can't do an irish accent and she's not irish yeah (laughs) i that's why i mentioned the matrix it's like that scene with uh, joey pantaloni in the uh, first movie where he's like does it make you ever wonder you know why i didn't take the other pill because i didn't want to know that this wasn't the real world so you have a little bit of that there are going to be people be like like the world is a hellscape and there's nothing I can do about it. I would rather have like some semblance of like mutant superiority or at least some mutant parody with humans versus going back to, you know, us being hunted and killed. I think there's also this other thing that like that the age of X-Men is is a sickly sweet utopia where everything is is just all the conflicts are false whereas in this kind of version of it you you get this feeling that like, yeah, isn't this world still real? Don't I still grow and learn and change? I do like that. I really like that. I appreciate that concept. The only person that I think that would go along with this is Bishop because he makes such bad decisions (laughs) in all these events. So we gotta protect this future. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably just him. Um, Well, that's that's my what if. That's good. Uh, Let's go to Ryan. What if Ryan thought this through? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I did a little bit something different here, guys. So Civil War, it happened in the summer of 2006. <laughs> Remember? 1864. Um, <laughs> I, I believe there was a movie that came out. I'm not really sure I didn't watch it. Um, but it's basically where a superhero disaster caused the U.S. government to pass a Superhero Registration Act where each hero must pick a side, either pro-registration Iron Man or anti-registration uh, Captain America. The story ends with... Heroes dead, leaving the country, and Iron Man being the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the head of a hero initiative where there is a superhero team in each state. In this conflict, the X-Men promised to stay neutral, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in issue three, Tony and Emma <laughs> don't. <laughs> Sorry. But I ask you, what if... <laughs> They didn't. Um, so in I- issue three, uh, Emma you read like a six-year-old. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. Yeah, I just, I'm sorry. Go on. It's okay. Uh, uh, so in issue three, basically Emma and Tony meet, and uh, Tony's acting smug and like a piece of shit, and so um, she's like, "We're gonna stay neutral." I I think it would be fun if psychically she reaches out to Cap and says, "Hey, you big." Budded beauty. The <laughs> X Men are in. We know we've been uh, like oppressed for many years. We know about registration. We know about all this shit. We are completely on your side. Bishop would, of course, still be on Iron Man's side in this in this scenario. Um, okay, so during the event, so the question is, what if the X Men did? I mean, pick he was in Civil War. Yeah, um, yeah, it, exactly, War and he made no impact. <laughs> 
like he will in my storyline. <laughs> um, so so basically during the event, uh, Cap breaks out the Young Avengers, um, always weaponizing human uh, like child soldiers as he always tries to do. So um, in in this time in this time frame. Uh, the mutants are all in, in uh, encampment trip, uh, like some weird sort of camps r- during the 198 time frame. So he breaks them all out. So he has immediately 198 new warriors on his side. Nice. Obviously, uh, the rest of the X-Men are on his side as well. S.H.I.E.L.D., because they are dumb, puts together a team of Thunderbolts, just like in the actual comic itself. Um, but this time it's with X Men villains, Strife, Mojo, Apocalypse, the U Men, Arcade. For some reason, also Mojo being part of Thunderbolts—that's very funny. I'm to me. gonna kill him. Yeah, so watch my TV show. Exactly. So okay, so they form team. It's on Disney Plus. So instead of uh, a lot of other stuff happening, uh, as Tony is always prepared for everything, he knows the X Men are on board because he always knows. Um, so he creates a reborn armor, harnessing the power of you know it, the phoenix. <laughs> oh <my> Somehow, <laughs> don't worry about it. He does it <laughs> because comics. That's why. Correct. Um, this is a crossover. We don't care. Um, so Dazzler leads a team of young mutants to take on Shield because apparently they were huge at this time frame. Rereading it. Dazzler slaps Maria Hill in the face and takes down Shield. <laughs> of course. And then the, the slap heard around the world. Is that the entirety of the conflict? <laughs> <laughs> Get out, uh, bitch. Uh, right. in, in the final contact uh, or the, the the final conflict, um, you using psychic and force field protection from the rest of the mutants, Cyclops launches Captain America at Iron Man, exclaiming, "A fast but special." <laughs> Because, of course, that Juicy Dumper, he defeats Iron Man and Captain America, not like he's murdered in the normal time zone. Is to try and <laughs> time <think>. zone? <laughs> Whatever. Shut up. Uh, uh, so, basically, the aftermath. It's main time. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, so, all registration is banned. Um, mutants are included in this. So, it's both superheroes and mutants that don't have to register. Two delegates will represent each state. One mutant and one superpower hero. But there will be an electoral college. <laughs> there will be an electoral college, and it will be very confusing. You're going to be like, why does this one get more? Um, Hellcat will still be in and Alaska. That's what, <laughs> they had, and that's what they had a civil war in the first place for. And then, of course, at the end, there will be a celebratory orgy. Uh, uh, <laughs> questions. What, what is well, that song? Uh, um, who, who's that, staring at the screen when it goes to the George Lucas <laughs> It's based on your end song. Um, I, I think probably Dazzler because she did that slap. slap. Yeah, yeah, she's a slap um, and she's singing. She's just ah, looking at her song. hand like Any this. questions? Um, all of these would end with the same outcome in Dazzler. Theory. Okay, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, Dazzler would, yeah. Uh, I, what I liked about yours is like it's actually Stupid. the what if it makes the uh, storyline, like it's, it's it improves upon it. Like it's not as dour and dark. Like it leads to a better outcome. Yeah. Usually what ifs like end in like death and destruction. Correct. Yeah. This is like, oh, this would have been great if the X-Men actually I'm picked sides. I'm trying to get mutant rights here up in here. And it makes a lot more sense because it made no sense that the mutants didn't pick a side because they would be against registration. Right. Yeah. That, that always made me feel a certain way when well, I was reading it. Mark Miller is a hack. That's why. And you are not. Thank you. 
thank you. I've, I've waited my whole life to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. All we're, right. We're actually going to get it on like a, a birthday card. Yeah. yeah. Not a hack. You yeah. like all the butt stuff, guys? Come on. I love the butts. <laughs> I, you know I love butt stuff. I, I Fast butts. I want to <laughs> oh hear more about the political dramas that are resolved <laughs> through a face slap. <laughs> <laughs> but only Dazzler. Like it's, like, it's like succession or something, but slapping. again, with Dazzler slapping someone in the face. Yeah. I did love that you created like the U.S. Senate though, but with one mutant <laughs> and one and one non non mutant. They still better be superpowers. They're yeah. still delegates. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest power is the power of the vote. Uh, well, uh, I tried. I'm yeah. just trying to make the world better, guys. No, it's great. Next, uh, let's go to Adam. <laughs> yeah, as previously mentioned, I did a what if for Eve of Destruction, uh, a wonderful, basically s- wonderful, horrible. Swan song mm-hmm. to uh, Scott Lobdell's writing ahead of the uh, Morrison run that was coming. Um, so and just all the cha- well, actually no, because Chuck Austin then took over. But either way, it's all garbage and was just setting up for God knows what. So, <laughs> following a successful worldwide cure of the legacy virus, thanks to Colossus's heroic sacrifice, Jean assembles a completely brand new X Men team to storm Genosha, save a kidnapped Xavier, and stop Magneto from unleashing World War Three between mutants and humans. Cyclops, Wolverine, and Lorna are also there infiltrating Genosha and mostly do nothing except to get Genosian humans to Wakanda and talk about how edgelord Cyclops has become. If you have not read this, it is Don't. the hottest fucking garbage you <laughs> mm-hmm. possibly could have yeah, ever seen. Good. The prelude issue is actually surprisingly good, mainly because it's about the lead-in of what's happened. And is it's that all Kitty's? Um, uh, no, it's all... Well, it's at the... It's pu- a, uh, like, you know, Diary? No, it's all uh, it's all just like a newscast. Oh, no, letter to Colossus, yeah. I should say. No, right. That's that's the issue right before, and then there's oh, okay. the then there's the really weird epilogue where they kill. He ends up showing up and killing all of the um. Who are those fucking weird? Uh, the Neo. Yeah. yeah. He ends up destroying all of them except for one, and then they, she never it's shows basically up. Basically, saying Domino? Claremont, like your stuff doesn't matter. It is the wildest yeah. like ending, and but so they're brought back in Young X Men. Remember that? Anyways, yes. keep going. Oh yeah, no, no, no. There's, I mean, there's literally nothing here. My what if is what if they didn't write this fucking series <laughs> and they just moved into do the issues know, that they shut up. Do you know why I think they what if it and I think it would work? Um, North Star probably wouldn't be on the X Men. Well, Nor- so North Star North Star joined the X Men in this storyline and then Chuck Austin kept him uh, for the next run. Yeah. Well, I played. I really did play the what if this was good. So the general suggestion. Yeah. What that was I your had, story? It was it was more like thoughts on and mine was really just tying it again. If it's what it's good, it's it's kind of just saying the rest when of the continuity good, is the it's same. Good. And when it's what bad, makes it's this. this. <laughs> what makes the series good? So you know, Magneto and this is a fucking absolute monster. This could have been a couple of issue miniseries that's a precursor to like really Krakoa or at least an asteroid M number two. So, you know, leveraging this growing population of mutants and mutates on Genosha to completely, they just really blow up this green island that it used to be that they won't shut up about. So they terraform it. They use all, like, they introduce new mutants. Like, basically, they do what they were doing on Krakoa, but they do it to Genosha to show, like, hey, we don't need you fuckers. Like, we're going to do our own shit. We've got all our shit together. Leave us alone. So on and so forth. They're basically, and they also get to, like, then do what they did to Krakoa in terms of giving out, like, not the flowers, but some semblance of, Children of the Vault-esque, like, we can really help you. So fuck you. Like, why don't you think about what we can do as mutants? Um, we still have, you know, I think the mu- the humans are still painted like the assholes. In fact, I'd like to see the reverse because it's it was tough reading this because it's so hard to watch so many of the X-Villains be so megamaniacal. 
and lose like a Magneto completely losing sense of self, completely losing sense of character. Right. And especially in the nineties, the amount of times you had to be like, you used to be in a concentration camp. How could you of all people want to do that? It's like, yeah, that means, that means the story is terrible. Like if you have to keep going around in circles on that. So basically like, you know, the, uh, the humans plan an attack, maybe it kills Amelia or it like devastates Genosha kind of derails the obviously E for extinction plotline, but realistically this all should have been kind of one combination plotline. Like what would cause Magneto mm-hmm. to break that bad to say, you know what? Fuck it. The legacy virus is cured. Instead of taking care of our people, we're going to take over you. Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they release a mysterious, a mysterious force gets the sort of humans to do this. And it still can still be um, Xavier's sister. Uh, Xavier being kidnapped and then having his eyeballs held open and his blood flow <laughs> not movable doesn't make any fucking sense. There could have been so much better dialogue between the two of them, again, debating the pros and cons, as, as they usually do, but maybe in an evolved sense and kind of where they're both at in that regard. I think you keep Northstar. Sorry, yeah. can I just go back? So your what if is like a bunch of what ifs. I do like the, like the clockwork orangeness that was the eyes opening. Just yeah, so yeah, 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 can you go back and explain what? What if this was a good series? No, no, no. No, the, the actual eye, eye thing. thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so not only is he kidnapped from the mansion, Xavier, by Magneto, he is then crucified with his eyes basically held open like a clockwork orange. Yeah. But they've, in order to remove the ability for Charles to attack, he's kept his blood flow less at his brain so he can't use his mutant power. The whole thing just feels like, and they're like, and everybody's cheering. And I'm like, if all these mutants went to go like, be like, yeah, let's go support this guy. I feel like some people on that Island would go, uh, like, is this, is this what we want to be? It's a very Rick and Morty episode of like, I'm just like, are you, would you really show up to somewhere where they like, even like a Donald Trump, if they unveiled Donald Trump, like topless hung up with like his eyeballs open, I'd still be like, the fuck are we doing here <laughs> so there's just like there's no rhyme or reason to the behaviors that people take in the course of this uh yeah i guess I, I maybe maybe it is this is such a fundamental flaw that i don't understand it the su- the supporters had <laughs> magneto's eyes held open no no xavier xavier oh, okay. was kidnapped okay um and so this team that got sent in, you have North Star, Dazzler. You can keep them, but my God, get rid of Thank the homophobic you. Italian. Poly Provenza or whatever. Yeah. And, and Awful old character. Omer- Omerta. Yeah, Wasn't he the one just had like his skin kind out? His, like going between phasing. Skew out. Yeah. But he could like change other people's face. It, nothing of it made sense. They were awful. And also the fact that simply because people were doing extreme X-Men and they're like, you know how many fucking mutants you've teamed up with or other teams you've worked with and you can't think bring Gene, anybody you else can't pick up the god this is why i fucking hated her when all we, of x factors <laughs> hanging out there somewhere doing something absolutely insane so they could you know get more they could literally bring in sunfire instead of sunpire you make it an actual team book you bring in the actual villains that should have shown up besides maybe blob and somebody else i like, love yours is what if this was competent yeah. it's true like it was it's, it was impossible it's to even because the storyline like, what are you thinking you're a terrible leader the storyline also had no impact so it was like impossible to even well i guess you could really start it as what if jean gray was a confident woman because my god when they write <laughs> oh my god no because when they write she her, was when she when was they, um what not on that x-men fucking red team. x-men red exactly not on that fucking team book when you write when you read like the last mm-hmm. issue where she's talking about it yeah it 
you you'd think Scott Lobdell never met a woman and just read a fucking uh, book. He has about yeah. it. was insane. Or it just was so remember when he brought in like so Haggard Dazzler and she was like hurt from being in space or the, something. The, the X Babies, like I'm had, really I'm really spaced. Around. She was really yeah. tired the she entire so time. Apocalypse yeah. and the <laughs> X Babies had taken over the Mojo verse, and, and it was just like and Gene had like fun. controlled Cargill slash Frenzy's mind. Oh. Do you remember the Rictus face oh. that happened where she was like ah she's flying? I've forgotten so much from this. It's awful. Rereading it was incredible. What I think. What, what, what I remember I think too you much solved, uh, Adam, is that this can't be improved. So no. there's no what if to <laughs> yeah, make this. That better. my original what if it stands is what if Scott never wrote this and it didn't exist. Scott, love Dell. Scott, I did like <laughs> Amelia Vaught's outfit in it. Yeah, yeah, she had all like, that was the beading and stuff. That was pretty nice in it. I will say that. Oh, okay. All right, let's well, go, to Clark. A, what a run, Clark. Yeah. Last but not least, let's do it. As I, as I put in my fact, code probably in. probably last but most. Last <laughs> but some. No, actually, this is pretty reasonable, I think. So you remember how uh, Deadly Genesis happened when all the all the original mutants, all the original yeah. X-Men were captured by Krakoa and then... And they brought in this... And yeah, team. and then Moira and and uh, created a team of Petra Sway, Darwin, and Gabriel Summers, who yes. you know is Vulcan. Boy, yes. don't I. Yeah, and then they <laughs> save them and then they all die. Mm-hmm. And then so they have he has to later bring in the new team. The all-new, all-different team. So, fingers... Um, what if Gabriel Summers was not part of the De- Deadly Genesis team is what my thing is, but actually it's what if the Summers plane was never attacked by Shiar and they never was adu- were duft- abducted. Oh. That was my original one. And you said, we have to do an event. And I was like, fuck it. Okay. I didn't say that. So having an actual family instead of living in an orphanage for five years being genetically experimented on by Mr. Sinister, Cyclops is not a stoic statistician. He's just some normal guy who's kind of like fun. He he takes over, he takes his father's kind of personality, like humorous, popular, like daring. And he first displays his powers when he blasts apart a moose when it charges his mother, and because they live in Alaska, you know, and right. moose, moose are dangerous as fuck. And then, per usual, uh, uh, Xavier brings him on the team. But Havoc, meanwhile, as we know, does not get his mutant pa- does not reg- register his mutant power, and so he never gets on the team because he never goes to um, the, co- the college and get a living monolith to blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. So their family is still alive. He com- becomes a pie. Gabriel Summers is just a normal kid as well. He's, you know, he's 10 years younger than Cyclops, so he's like a nine-year-old when he do- he's graduating from the team. Uh, Scott becomes, with his free-willing pe- personality, he starts dating Angel. Uh, he starts dating Angel. No, ch- you know, Jean chooses Angel over Scott because Scott is kind of like a rebel, and that's not what she's interested in. So instead, and I didn't mean to do this, the third time I wrote this, I was like, wait, Cyclops and Polaris make a lot of sense if Cyclops is basically taking over Alex's personality. So they end up together. And by this point, you know how, I mean, whatchamacallit, Mr. Sister does not give a shit about them anymore because G- the, he thinks the, ex- the Scott, the Summers team, excuse me, don't matter. They're just like one powerful guy and everybody else is just humans. Right. So basically anything you think is going to happen in Varding Summers and Grays probably won't. Uh, the X-Men team still are kidnapped, the original team. Xavier puts together his deadly Genesis team, as well as Moira with Sway, Petra, and Darwin. Gabriel doesn't exist, as we know, or d- in, in this form. And he includes Banshee, Wolverine, and Storm, because he already previously knows them, um, having worked with them before. So Storm, they do great work, yeah. They do mm-hmm. now, yeah. So Storm is the one who uses her powers to stop Krakoa from killing everybody, because in the actual deadly Genesis, Krakoa burns all these fucking people and tears them all apart. So because of that, Go the all-new, all-different team does not mm. need to be formed because at least some of them has already been formed. Petra and, Stu- Petra, and Stu- St- uh, Petra and Sway stay alive, and they incapacitate Krakoa and Polaris as per usual, unlocks her power, and then shoots Krakoa into space. 
from graduating, the 05 team leave, except for C Cyclops and Polaris, because Polaris only leaves because Havoc wants them to become a couple and go to college together. So she has no reason to do that because she's never actually met Alex at all. They become the only different team of C Cyclops, Polaris, Storm, Wolverine, Banshee, Petra, Sway, and Darwin. We never get Colossus. We never get Nightcrawler, at least at this point, because there's no reason to have them because CRD has created a second team. Uh, the final thing is months later, Gabriel Summers is in a junior high school science class taking a field trip to Alaska, the Alaska Satellite Facility with his older brother Alex as the class chaperone. And while in the restroom, a kid bullies the shit out of one of his friends. Protecting his friend Gabriel's powers manifest, he destroys the entire building, killing a whole bunch of people except for Alex, who also his powers form because, you know, he have his latent abilities and the Summers can't hurt each other. And that's the fucking end. We have no idea what happens next because there are too many. The fact that Colossus and Nightcrawler are still there, I did not want to go further. The We have no idea what's going to happen with the Phoenixes because Jean Grey doesn't become Phoenix because she's no longer the team. She's not going to come back to the team because Cyclops is not there anymore. So who the fuck knows? Yeah, that's Truly a, a deadly genocide. Yeah, be yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> because Gravel Summers does not go into space and get mutilated and then have to go in a cage to become older. There is there is a good question of like why didn't you just combine the teams of Deli Jones and uh, all new all yeah from the yeah. get go why yeah. didn't why didn't he join why that? not do a bigger team why, well why as not? we'll find out when we talk about three hundred later say, yeah. uh, uh, he already has that planned except for they have a whole other team that has been uh, yeah, you know retconned yeah. sure in so all did. that stuff that happens at three hundred that yeah. they talked about there um, is no longer uh, valuable or it makes sense yeah so like the show what if. What's the final conflict <laughs> that ours all have some crossover to beat? What is our age of what is our Ultron? Bad rice. I think it's <laughs> I think we kill Krakoa. Is that I mean Deadly <laughs> Genesis was terrible too. Yeah. Do we did we do all bad runs? Is that what happened? I didn't mean mass. Yours was good. Everyone else's no, runs were bad, right? Bad. What was yours, Ryan? So so okay, so yeah, we didn't do great runs. Okay. Except well, because that's the him. easiest thing except to fix. You know, it's like fine. It's not good. I don't know why they do reboots of like good movies. Oh, so no, yeah. What it would be is the really awful versions of the characters, and so like this Magneto. No, I think it's Krakoa. what Adam said. What if Bad. it was good? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, but like the biggest what if of all. Oh, I, I like I like that idea. <laughs> no, someone just has a giant eraser and it comes down like in the old Bugs Bunny. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'll I, like I, it. Could, Get I, could, I could bring like a twelve-year-old Gabriel Summers that just murdered like hundred and fifty people that to come and deal with all your characters. They break out of the panels to be like, we got to go kill this editor in this chief. Little <laughs> uh, I think I would. What would happen in yours is I think Magneto would then recruit like Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. And to be Alex. Brother, and Alex the yeah. yeah. To be part of the brotherhood. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like the idea. What What if it was good? My idea is, what if it was better than that? What if it was even better than what your good <laughs> idea was? What if? What wow. if? Yeah. Whoa. We just add what ifs on top. Whoa. You just blew this thing a while. What if open. you didn't just say that? <laughs> Season two, baby. <laughs> yeah. um, well, just like our last uh, 200th issue, um, we are celebrating our 300th issue with a review of Uncanny X-Men number 300. Do you remember we did the 250 and it was just a story about Polaris the and Zaladay? The most confusing thing on the planet. <laughs> like, well, this is not important. Uh, this came out in May 1993. May 10th. 1993. 1993. Scott Lobdell. My birthday. Ah, you were born That's in 1993. No, it was. I, I was. It's May 10th every year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you only had one birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Romita Jr. Brandon Peterson. The year 1993. The month May. It was a gay time. 
the day. Ten. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Kiss of the a birth. Sp- Brent. Sorry. Kiss of a Spider Woman and Angels in America were both premiering on Broadway. This is a gay podcast. It was a seemingly sad time with <laughs> Judd Nelson pleading no <laughs> contest to kicking Kim Evans in the head. <laughs> Kim Bassinger filing for bankruptcy to avoid a $7.4 million settlement. And Susan Lucci losing her daytime Emmy opportunity for the 14th time. It was also a kooky time with a 16-year-old Karen Thomas disguising himself as a motorman and taking the NYC subway train and 2,000 passengers on a three-hour ride. Errors were also ending. <laughs> what? With Cheers <laughs> Cheers airing its final 274th episode. Yeah. New errors were also beginning with Mae Jemison, the first real-life astronaut <laughs> to appear on the Star Trek show, as well as the 30th year anniversary of X-Men. <laughs> He's got to go three... <laughs> through like 300 of these. I so read be this careful, one, guys. I read yeah. this when he was writing it, and I was like, I don't understand, but I'm going to let it happen. Yeah. The crux of this 50-plus page super issue juggles two sides of one battle on French soil, with Storm leading the gold team of Bishop, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Wolverine, Archangel, and Iceman, teaming up with Nightcrawler, Xavier, and Forge for at least a little bit of a hot second to hunt down Magneto's acolytes and save Moira McTaggart. Alternatively, we see the buildup as Fabian Cortez's machinations to take Eric off the grid and gain leadership of the upstarts start to unravel as a young acolyte neophyte discovers Fabian's hand behind the seeming murder. An epic brawl follows with an epilogue of Cortez getting some comeuppance and the realization that Magneto's still alive, while Xavier and Moira sadly come to the conclusion that there is no treatment for the soon-to-become legacy virus. Um... Initial thoughts, and then let's jump into some plots and characters. My initial thoughts of this of today is that you constantly say Xavier, and it's very confusing to me. Xavier, Xavier. Xavier. Uh, so I'll I, say it how I want to say so it. I, it's the X Men, not the Z Men. Uh, <laughs> in this issue, it is very much proven it's not about Xavier men. Clark, <laughs> no, it's yeah, so. the fucking issue. I it's really still good, say though. Xavier, Professor. It's Charles Xavier. No, I used to say Xavier, but then I started saying Xavier in the cartoon. In the cartoon. Because the cartoon in the movies, it's Xavier. It's your Krakoan accent. Yeah. So what do you I, think about the fucking issue? So I bought I mean, this comic at like when it came out. For a f- five cents. For along five with a, a pack of gum and a ticket to the state and fair. And a pack of Marlboro lights, because every child was expected to smoke back then. No, I bought it back then, and it was definitely like, oh, this is some like shit this is leading up to because uh i remember reading like wizard magazine that this was going to lead into the fatal attractions crossover and at that point even as a kid i was like i'm kind of kind of done with x-men crossovers and the thing that really stuck with me was how jarring john ramita jr's art was compared to all the jim lee clones that existed on this book Mm -hmm. in the preceding issues Mm -hmm. i hated it at the time hated it and now i look at it and i'm like this is wonderful and gorgeous and blocky. It's I think it's great. It so, looks so damn good. Yeah. I yeah, I was marveling at it the entire time. My my real takeaway is much like all of your guys' what ifs, uh, always relating back to Krakoa, <laughs> the the Moira interactions are so fascinating to read mm-hmm. in back issues now. Yes. Um exactly. yeah, so fucking this non fucking stupid woman. Mutant, she ain't. She'll never be what like we're Sorry, gonna put that, her. Is that Professor Xavier or Professor X? That's Xavier. <laughs> That's Xavier. But um, I I just found it really fascinating that she was such a important role, uh, leading up for so many years, and she just goes away because she was dead. But um, but like it was just really fascinating to see her actually taking some hold of stuff, 
and also being such a figurehead with like declaring uh what like the legacy virus like yeah. that was such a huge storyline the setup to this was really good it it built tension the entire time i thought it was great um i like that weird globe she's in that she's only got this weird little cube she can eat that water she just sticks her hand out through yeah, the grabs yeah. his hair. she can't she can i that's right she does fuck it. up fabian Cortez. yeah i took a screenshot of that um that we can do when uh whenever but um whatever we want to do with that but I, I i think this issue is really good and like really competent it it is too long but it, it's really well done honestly yeah. Well, for an issue that's so packed with the information, yes. I did not it's feel like I was lost. I did think Agreed. there was a, yeah. enough explanation. It you well. And it is not like some of the older comics where it just feels like you get exhaustingly long blocks of text. Yeah. There is a, it's clear that the, the style of dialogue is becoming snappier and much faster paced such that you like the, the way the dialogue is written. I thought it was very it was much more engaging and read much more like a. Uh, a script right. for a TV show or a movie. It, it's yeah. super interesting. That, yeah, I agree with you. That like the you get to follow the journey of how comic conversation evolves. Because I think when we did the um, what Brood War or whatever yeah. more recently, you're just like, my fucking god, how much exposition and internal monologuing do you need per panel? Whereas like you know now we're all you do is get uh, what's called like inductive talking. Everyone's just talking at each other or with each other. It's on their head, but like it's this is that perfect middle ground, um, and just watching the evolution of that, I thought was really really interesting. To Kalen's point, the the use of action in this is so so well done, and which you don't see a lot in current comics, where like you can feel the movement going yeah. on a lot, yeah. which I really enjoy. Even in the rain and stuff, some 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 of that, like I think it looks really great. Yeah, uh, Clark, what do you I, think? Uh, what I really well, brother. We're going to talk about the characterization later. Yeah, we yeah. can talk about Let's it now. Let's jump okay. in right now. Do whatever um, you want, baby. I mean, my second favorite ancillary character is Neophyte, or the Neophyte, but it's Neophyte. I know that they just were like, uh, that's your well, rank, but we'll but, just make but, that your yeah, name. When, you're, when your nickname inadvertently becomes your actual nickname, yeah. or it becomes your code, code name. Um, that's why they call me Captain. Uh, uh, based uh, me based on dick. that, I just love the fact <laughs> this is, you can read this just as this, I mean, you can because Magneto is basically this cult figure, but he's not there anymore. It's literally a story about a cult, and yeah. it's about this kid who was saved by the cult from mutants murdering him so he feels like obligated to like support them and help out even though he's just a subservient nothing and now they're actually trying to kill him and he still goes back to them because they get rid of cortez who he thinks is just like the one that's in charge of it even though they're going to once again try to put him on trial and kill him in like 15 issues his powers just really transform I, with whatever storyteller well, is doing it. Like I love it his, so yeah, they do. I love his powers because it is Kitty Pride esque, but as we see, he's able More to fly. Goopy. He's able More to ju- he, he's able to fly and the reason is that he but his body literally like goes through the elements. Like literally he can jump through the rain to the point where he's jumping from raindrop to raindrop to raindrop. So he was in fact flying at the, that point. He mm. can t- he can phase through things, but it's not phasing in the way Kitty does. He's literally Using his own molecules to attach like oxygen, oh, or I that see. kind of stuff. He's yeah, literally yeah, yeah. becoming that for a moment to get through things. Uh, one moment that really stuck with me, and um, I was reminded of it, I was rereading it, is the splash page of Archangel and Bishop, where you know Warren tells Bishop, like, I don't really like you at first, and I still don't like you, but I respect you because you've, because you being from the future have convinced uh, Charles Xavier that we can't be reactive anymore. We actually have to be proactive. 
We're not just waiting for some evil mutant of the week to come and attack the mansion. We're actually going out and doing shit. And I really, I don't know, like, I just, like, I think that was, like, a really smart evolution of the character and of the team. That they see somebody from the near future come in and say, this shit can go really bad very quickly. Um, and we have to take steps to avoid that. Yeah, I thought the there was a great balance of small, very small character moments that make you feel like you're working through a team without losing focus on anyone. So the moment of Archangel talking to Bishop and how he's like, actually, I was going to say, it's really kind of helping. Yeah. I really like that. The, thing, the biggest one for me was Storm has two major conflicts going on right now. The conflict with Scott over leadership, yeah. but also then at the whole team and Forge's proposal and her and his then, you know, pulling back on the proposal. Wow. The thing that I thought was a great moment was when Nightcrawler says like, oh, and uh, it's like Forge just got out of here for no reason. Oh, my God. I brought up. Forge. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> and, But she too. comes in and gives him like a big hug. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, this you, was the stinky little. That's why we always love Storm, too. Like, they had just, not been on panel for almost 100 issues. Probably. How's Kitty? <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't on. Like after Mutant Massacre, like Nightcrawler left the X-Men and then went to Excalibur. And so Nightcrawler didn't become part of the x-men team until claremont came back yep like for the neo arc so they like for a long, Stop long bringing time but also talk about the kind of building of the setting this the <laughs> burying the seeds of mm. uh charles being kind of a dick yeah. where it starts out with nightcrawler annoyed that Charles just thinks anyone is at his beck and call because they're members of the X-Men. Well, Nightcrawler and Charles always had a little bit of a uh, kind of a tension because uh, originally like, Nightcrawler would have to use his image inducer to go out in public right. to pretend to look human. And then he stopped doing it and Charles Xavier got really annoyed at him. It's like, you don't understand, like the villagers will come back and like get you with pitchforks even though it's 1994. You know, so um, I love that there's still villagers in this. In this uh, DC. Exactly, it's this Bavarian we're, like right. we're villagers village. of Washington. The DC. French villagers have come. Yeah. I mean, that literally happened in fucking Eva Destruction too. Yeah. They, were, they were outside of a high, they were a school in like New York or whatever. Everyone's like, get in there, we can get him too. It's like, why is this? <laughs> it's an Trump? unruly mob. Why is this You're Trump so still right. happening? Yeah. yeah. Um, this was also the first time that there was released information or that Xavier, <laughs> X Xavier, excuse me, and Amelia Vaught also had previous uh, dalliances. Mm -hmm. um, so what yep. do y'all think about that? Well, that was the first time she was introduced. Uh, I also like that it says Xavier and Voight, <laughs> as in Xavier oh, and, and John Voight. Voight. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's right. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hot. He really loves like a weird sort of um, vapor queen. Yeah. She lives for vapor. I love her. Um. She doesn't really have much personality in the comics. Do you ever Amelia? Yeah, I like her. Um. Well, no, you're she's well, nice. you're friends with her. I'm not. No, she's great. Hey, Ryan, come on. She <laughs> likes you. Nice. She likes you just fine, Ryan. Okay. I don't like her headpiece. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. No, it is funny how those. The, the acolytes kind of blend together a little bit yeah. as far as their vibe goes. They totally do, and it's mainly because of their outfits. Yeah. You know yeah. when like certain gays just have beards at all accounts? <laughs> like but all how fucking Shakespearean is Fabian Cortez that he has to walk around and just talk about how, well, they can't find out that I, did, I was the one who was responsible for Magneto's death. Like, 
if any of them found out, they would overthrow me in a second. And you're like, yeah. my guy, you're fixing to get caught. Yeah. Stop talking about it. I did think the <laughs> upstarts storyline uh, really kind of stopped and started. Uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. It just was like very like it was really a big deal in this era of X-Men. And then it just sputtered out. Mm-hmm. Well, it just tied everything together poorly. Yeah. More of an upstop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did think it was very. I liked the games master and his yeah. whole vibe. His of intervention. Just like, yeah. I show up. I fuck things around and yeah. I take away points. That's so inherently Marvel to have just like some weird like. I am a being. Yeah. It's Wizard of Oz. They, yeah. they I thought this would be dope. He was like a child, <laughs> an aged child. Aged child. Yeah. Well, that was the original name they used. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you mean an adult? <laughs> no, 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 like a like a an aged child, like uh, Gabriel Summers. The like. age of child. Yes. The yeah. new X Men run. Uh, yeah. Any other notes about this? Any other thoughts? Not really. Read it. Live your life. Enjoy it. I did think it's interesting that um, this is about kind of as far as we had gotten, as far as what Claremont's original plans were. Uh, like he was going to use three hundred to like kind of be the culmination of the Shadow King arc, which got truncated in the Mirror Island saga mm-hmm. right before, like, the Golden Blue teams came up. Um, I used to think that, like, I really wanted to see where Claremont went uh, with 300, but I'm not a big fan of Lobdell's writing, but this was a good issue. I think he had a good, it was. like, run of a few issues right around this time because you've got the death of Ileana. Yeah. That happens a few issues later. That's really w- quite well done. It's a very, very heartfelt storyline. Even the story. last moment of just them turning yeah. off the light. It's very good. Turn off the light. Yeah. yeah, It's great. Turn the lights off. Yeah. As Beyonce says. All right. Well, Carry me home. you guys can hear that. Yeah. Baby, do you need some it's when lozenges? when the child gets attacked. Extreme. Your throat sounds a little hoarse. Extreme. Extreme. Go on. Okay. All right, so that was 30 years ago, but this is now. As uh, we found out just this week, Marvel released some info on their upcoming New York Comic Con Marvel Next Big Thing panel. We All we know is some titles and creative teams. That was another nickname for me, by the way. Next Big Thing. <laughs> Next Big Thing. <laughs> ah, that's pretty good. Um, you're a real Ben Grimm there. Just go on. <laughs> I'm trying, but you're interrupting me. So we found out that there are two titles that are coming up, uh, the fall of House of X and the Rise of Powers of X. The Fall of, uh, of House of X is uh, written by Jerry Duggan, illustrated by Lucas Wernick. And then The uh, uh, Rise of Powers of X is written by... Is that Kier- Powers of Ten? Powers of Ten, you're right. Yeah. Rise of Powers of Ten. Have they said that? Do we know that? Uh, no, but I think that's probably a safe assumption. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is and when going you to assume, be you get a Powers of Ten. Yeah. Uh, Call it, in now. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> written by Kieran Gillen, uh, illustrated by uh, R.B. Silva. And then we found out uh, Magneto, he's coming back. It's a resurrection of Magneto by Al Ewing and illustrated by Luciano Vecchio. And then uh, we have uh, um, uh, Avengers Twilight uh, by Chip Zdarsky and illustrated by Daniel Kuna. And then um, right now we're reading Ultimate Invasion by Jonathan Hickman and Brian Hitch. Uh, we know if we found out one of the titles that's going to be in the new Ultimate like line is Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, also written by Jonathan Hickman and uh, illustrated, uh, God, I can't remember his name, but he drew uh, uh, Daredevil with Chip Zdarsky. Um, so any predictions? Are you guys excited? We have we don't have any more information right now. What do y'all think? I was worried that with the fall of X, he would get a rise. we would 
not have we would end a dark era for the x-men where all the titles are just kind of mm-hmm. still terrible yeah. if they try and keep some of the stuff uh from powers of 10 and just continue that going forward i think that's a good thing yeah yeah totally um the the dark times don't have to be that <laughs> like long with what i mean x- by dark times i mean like Actual medieval ages, like <laughs> it's they're not creating good art and content. And what I, the and dark what ages, I mean it's by all two dimensional. Yeah. What I mean by rise is they all go to heaven. I mean because they I get believe erections. in our Lord. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. I just really want uh the resurrection of Magneto to be very different. I want his resurrection to be ugly, like uncomfortable. I I want it to be not the traditional way. I want it to feel very different than what yeah, the they, they have like a leftover egg. That they like then use and they like try and jerry rig it with four mutants instead of the five. And then uh, it's Maybe like a Cronenberg <laughs> Magneto that comes out that's horribly it's deformed with bones sticking out. I wasn't saying that. Oh. Um, what I was saying was. Maybe instead of like the traditional Kirkoan sort of resurrections, maybe there's an Arakan sort of like different resurrection of like some oh. really strange form of like doing resurrection. Cronenberg monster. But they don't believe in resurrection. Eyes I know. Yeah, so, so maybe we're going to arise of something else. I don't know. Oh. You know? Uh, so I think that the Kirkoan era is truly, it, it is over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we know. They said it. Oh, well, I'm, I'm saying it again. Uh, uh, and then, but it's not, they're not going to go back to like the mansion. I think it's going to be something else. No one wants that mansion anymore. Clark, what do you think? A lot of people want that mansion. I don't. Yeah. We, we, the the good thing, even Claremont, when we saw him said the X-Men team should not look the same and the, the storyline should not be the same a hundred issues later. Yeah. We are not in a place to go back to what we've seen before. We right. don't we don't care anymore. They no should more be mansion. giving each other hugs is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone he should was, hug. Yeah. He was insistent on He was that. really weird about that. Yeah. yeah. And he said, yeah. let me show you. Well, uh, we're going to find out more information after, at New York Comic Con. If you are going, it'll be at the next big, big, uh, big thing panel, which a year ago, Adam and I went, and that's where we first found out about the fall of X. Whoa. Yeah. Crazy. <gasps> oh, that was a good plug. That was a good one. As always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy, where each of us get a chance to quickly highlight something we've read, seen, and heard, and wanted to share with you our little 300-year-old homos. <laughs> Not how, how it works. <laughs> Not how, how far we've all come. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, because... I don't want to speak to Adam. I won't be asking what he's his plug is. All right, I got one. Something is killing the children. Okay. Something. What and what is it? What is that thing? Yeah. Killing <laughs> the children. Okay. It is speak a. On that more. It is a comic book series by James Tynion. Okay. The fourth. He's the fourth. a gay. He's it, a queer. Um, it's great. Okay. I don't want to spoil any part of it. The promise of the title is that something is killing the children. And I swear to God, those children get murdered. It's it's so much fun. Okay, well, now I know. Great great dialogue, fantastic art. Pick up a copy, end of plug. I know, you love this. That's good. You were talking about it all weekend, so I'm excited to read. Um, Because I want the... Yeah, um, I would just like to plug Ahsoka. If you truly do like 
um, good Star Wars content. This That's what I'm saying. Something's killing the children. It's Anakin <laughs> Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> That's so well done. Good job. Yeah. To see to see these uh, rebels characters in uh, in live animation and well acted by most of the cast. Um, it's really well done. It's it's really a fun experience. If you enjoy that series at all, or just are curious about more of an expanded universe that doesn't necessarily have to circle jerk uh, Luke Skywalker every fucking day, I, I think it's a they'll, really fun experience. They'll circle jerk his father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and force ghost circle jerk. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Clark, what you got? Um, so my plug is... Or Kaylin. It's yeah. merch. It's our merch. I've heard uh, of it. So I uh, picked up the T-shirt uh, that has the four rules of Krakoa. Yes. So, uh, oh, make, you look make cute more. in that. Thank you. Make more mutants, kill no man, uh, reflect the sacred land, and plug me daddy. Let's bring it full circle. Yeah, baby. Uh, so the T-shirt is great. I love the way it looks. Nice job designing it, Brent. So I didn't design it. I stole the design uh, from, from, who? from whomever made it on uh, on the comics. Oh, well, nice stealing, Brent. Yeah. Nice stealing. That's my plug. That's great. Mine is not a a plug as much as a warning. Oh God! So this is to the person I went on the bus with, coming from Front Royal back to DC this week. I know I. <laughs> I will hunt you <laughs> okay, to the end slow, of the let's earth. Let's slow this down. Yeah. But All right. What were we this talking is our about? first. This is our first warning. Sorry. So I got on <laughs> the bus at Front Royal to go. So I was at my family's farm, Front Royal, and I came back on the bus because it's cheap and easy. Um, sure. So there's only one space left, and the bu- the stop before is uh, Blacksburg, Virginia, which is the one where I went to college. So I sit down in the one space open, and you know you don't really want to pay attention to the person next to you because it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I look for a second, and she's got um like a little Mario um keychain, and I'm like, that's funny. I'm wearing a Zelda shirt, and so I keep going. I like five minutes later, I look over. We're both wearing like red and black checkered, sh- you know, like buttoned up shirts. And I look down. She's wearing black pants. I'm wearing black pants. I look further. She's wearing maroon shoes. And I'm like, I, am I wearing my maroon shoes? Yes. Very weird. I look over. She's got a... a um, is this she, your reflection? She, it's very strange. Is this your doppelganger? And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like this is bizarre. <laughs> is this a ghost? And so is I'm this like, going to end in a cask? <laughs> <laughs> That's my plan. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's my warning. And we were, I looked down. I was like, uh, she, if she has a canvas bag on her lap, this is going to be weird. Yep. Canvas bag on her fucking lap. I've got pictures. Um... And then, so as soon as the drop-off, the next drop-off is Dulles Airport. So a lot of people go, I sit in the seat next to me. I look over. She pulls Haribo out of her fucking bag, and that's my favorite candy. And I'm like, this is something fucking strange. We also wore glasses. Do you think it was like a sort of like twin separated at birth? Like a is no, like like nothing like situation. No, what I'm s- I think she's from an alternate alternate universe. She's got into my universe, and that's why I'm warning her to get the fuck out of this universe, or I'm going to kill her. Uh Oh. Wow. Wow. Oh, second plug, Fiona and Cake. Anyways, also oh yeah, it's out stuff. now on it's, HBO. It's so much fun. Uh, so when you're sitting in your seat, are you sitting on the left side or the right side of the I bus? was on the – we're on the right side. She's now, against the window, and I'm on the aisle. Gotcha. Because so there was only one so seat there's left. there's no way you were just looking at a, the reflection. No, the no, no, no. Okay, no. okay. No. You're sure. <laughs> I asked that question. Yeah, but I asked it funny. Different right. hair, different <laughs> height, different everything. Except for everything she was wearing. Was she was also a, a tree. Uh, <laughs> she was, she was yeah. Groot. She yeah. was Groot wearing this all this stuff. This is either the start of a horror movie or like a 
great indie comedy. Oh, like, I thought I, you, I, I thought you were. Yeah. It's eight twenty four. I thought you were going to say an incest porn. <laughs> but it's also the first time that we've used yeah, our podcast as a misconnections <laughs> on <laughs> Craigslist. So if you're out there, a strange person that dresses like Clark, uh, yeah. I want to say a murder. psychotic golfer. Uh, make sure you call into the podcast. I love it's Earth Two Clark, but it's a woman. <laughs> yes, Earth Point Five. Uh, nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, not at all, guys. Okay, and so I counted up. Um, we said three hundred, three hundred times. That's great. So you better perfect. Have, yeah, you really <laughs> counted. Oh no! my god. Oh. Wait, include, I'm dead yeah. now of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Uh, well, that's been our three hundredth episode. Three hundred. We've we've made it this far, and if you've made it this far, we. Love you so for supporting sorry. us. If you're new and want uh, to listen to us more, go back to issue something something. Yeah. What's the issue they should go back to, Kaylin? Not the uh, first couple. I fucking <laughs> maybe issue 100. And maybe issue 100. Check out all of our extra issues. Uh, yeah. If you've been a long time listener again, we love you so much. Thank, Thank you, you for listening to us. Uh, if you have a chance, recommend this to a friend. Uh, we've got our review of the Uncanny Experience out, uh, coming out on Monday. Is that correct? Sure. Okay. Uh, my producer, Kaylin, says, sure. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at HomeSpearX and Instagram at Podcast. Don't forget to vote for the last of our X-Men assembled team. Uh, there's still the opportunity to make choices and be angry about the outcomes. We know we will be. Uh, that's our episode. Happy 300th, everyone. Happy 300. Bye, Bye. little homos.